Welcome to the Gut Doctor Podcast, where Dr. Neil Parikh describes GI disorders and answers common questions related to the GI tract. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We hope you enjoy. All right, today we're going to talk about yoga. And I will have to give some disclaimers about yoga before I introduce our guest, because I think I've done yoga once in the past decade. And I will say that a lot of my yoga experience more recently is probably coming from watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall on TV a few weeks ago uh, and seeing Russell Brand uh, perform yoga at the Hawaii retreat. So, but don't worry, I did prepare for today's episode and I did do some background reading. So without any further delay, I would like to introduce our guest today is Dr. Preeti Chode, who's a yoga instructor and also a practicing physician in California and an aspiring gastroenterologist. So Preeti, thank you for joining me today. And why don't we start by defining or describing yoga to someone like me or uh, one of our listeners who may not be familiar with it? Hey, Neil. Uh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, I think, well, I don't think there's a necessarily a concrete definition of yoga. I think it's up to interpretation. I think many people, you know, view yoga as a form of physical exercise, which it very much can be. However, I think I personally would define yoga as a way of bridging the mind and body. And I think the word yoga even means union in Sanskrit, if, um, if I remember correctly. Um, I think the actual core of yoga is awareness and mindfulness. Um, in ancient times, I think the idea was that, you know, if we were to pay attention to our bodies and, you know, try to hone in our ability to self-regulate, uh, we would achieve our higher self or higher consciousness. Um, this basically, in other words, ultimate peace. And I think this applies to overall health and well-being as well. So I think that's how I would define yoga. No, I mean, that's a, a great buzzword there. I mean, union and the mindfulness and, you know, you almost started talking a little bit along the lines of brain gut right there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what we'll probably dive into later in this episode, but I think that's a great description. I know there are different types of yoga for the purpose mm-hmm. of this episode. We'll be speaking of one specific type or just generally yoga. Um, so it can cover all the different types. Sure. I believe there's about eight different types of yoga, possibly even more. Um, I typically, you know, gear towards three um, types of yoga, specifically Asanga, uh, Vinyasa, and Pranayama. Asanga is more of um, like a dynamic fitness forward form of yoga. Um, It's really to increase energy levels. Uh, Vinyasa is more what I focus on. And this is mainly um, like a form of yoga that focuses on mindfulness by trying to sync our movements with our breath. So it's more, it's slower, but it's more um, like mindful, um, focuses more on mindfulness. And um, the other one I also uh, do is pranayama yoga. And this um, is focused more on just controlled breathing and meditation um, to really help connect the mind with the body. Um, So I think in this episode, we'll likely be talking more about vinyasa and pranayama. So what are some positive benefits of yoga, whether we speak of vinyasa yoga on general health? Sure. 
Um, like on one hand, like any exercise, it can, you know, improve general health through, you know, shedding excess weight or toning the body. Um, this likely, you know, to be done with Ashtanga practices. But um, I think the real benefits of yoga um, on health come from improved mental health. So having awareness and control of your mind and body through yoga can reduce stress. And we all know this will lower cortisol levels. And, you know, from what we know, excess cortisol can affect the body in so many ways, like causing high blood pressure and glucose levels, weight gain, insomnia, depression. So in this sense, um, you know, yoga is very beneficial. Now getting specific to GI or gut health, can we extrapolate further with this, not only from the extra standpoint, but from the mindfulness and mental health standpoint? Sure. Yeah. I think, like I said, there's two aspects to yoga, physical, mental. So I think physically you can think of the different yoga poses or asanas as, you know, massages to your gut. So this promotes motility and digestion and, you know, mentally, like I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, all about reducing stress with yoga and it can help in many ways, gut health included, especially in functional bowel diseases. Are there specific GI diseases? You know, we obviously, we, we're, we're referring here to irritable bowel syndrome, but other specific diseases where you find yoga to be particularly beneficial. Yeah. So I think yoga is beneficial in IBS, um, IBD. And I think this really comes down to the mind gut connection. I know you mentioned it a little earlier, but, um, you know, if you want to get into that, um, basically what the mind gut, um, connection is, is, um, the idea that the gut interplays very closely with the mind and may send signals to the central nervous system that can cause mood changes and vice versa. So, um, the belief is that, you know, that the gut is possibly our second brain and this can trigger, um, you know, the, um, our gut can trigger different mood changes. Um, so basically mood can affect your gut and gut can affect your mood. It's kind of the idea of the mind gut connection. And there's actually a really great book um, by Dr. Emmerman Mayer. He kind of details this, but basically, um, you know, he says this is why uh, the gut is often referred to as the enteric nervous system. Um, he talks about, you know, the neurobiological connections. Um, one understanding is that, you know, the gut has many endocrine cells, which produce hormones that are released to the bloodstream during times of stress, et cetera. Um, also, another thing he mentions is that the gut contains 95% of the body's serotonin. Um, this was something I had no idea about. So basically, as we know, serotonin can be involved in digestion, but it's also involved in appetite, um, sleep, mental health. So oftentimes, GI doctors may prescribe antidepressants for IBS just to block the serotonin here. So it's very interesting. Um, and also, he mentions that there's different studies that show, you know, that patients with IBS or other functional bowel disorders are at higher risk of developing depression, and anxiety. And I've seen several studies on this as well. Wait, so you said how, what percentage of our serotonin is in our gut? 97% you said? 95. Wow, that's, that's incredible. No, I think that's, mm -hmm. that's, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think you're absolutely right. We, we try to treat the brain gut access. And even as medical providers, gastroenterologists, gastroenterology providers, 
we try to treat both the GI symptoms, but also the mental health aspect, whether that's through cognitive behavioral therapy, prescription agents. And I think what you're saying here is that yoga may need to be one of those options there. Yes, exactly. So um, like, go on. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. Yeah. So like, um, you know, antidepressants, um, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, I feel, I feel like yoga should be right up there too, because the goal is the same. And I think um, it's a great way to try to achieve that. Well, I think it's fascinating you brought this up because like I said, I did do a little bit of background reading beyond, you know, watching, watching movies that had yoga in them. And there was actually um, a recent study that came on the red journal um, I'm not sure if you came across it that looked at meditation and yoga for IBS and it, it showed, you know, it was a small study, but it showed that, and they quoted virtually delivered yoga or so I'm assuming yoga through a virtual platform was still effective and it showed a significant improvement in irritable bowel syndrome symptoms. So I, I think you're onto something, you know, where this may be part of our algorithm, you know, you can have mental health, you can have psych GI psychology. You can have pharmaceutical therapies, antidepressants, and then yoga could be one of those in the algorithm. Sure. And even, um, you know, several gastroenterologists I came across during, you know, I met them during conferences. Um, they mentioned that they all do yoga and they also um, encourage their patients to do it because they see a real difference. Um, so I think those should be on a larger scale. I mean, why not self-treat, right? I agree. I agree. I mean, I think that's also very true. The more we try, whether it's, you know, a, a diet, Terry change, whether it's, you know, intermittent fasting or Mediterranean diet or whatnot, if we do it, we can be the best proponents for our patients. We can tell our patients, Hey, we try this. It made a difference to us. It may make a difference for you as well. And we can tell patients what works and what doesn't work when it comes to yoga. Exactly. Along those same lines, I always ask with any intervention, are there any possible downsides or side effects or adverse events? And then of course, with interventions as yoga, they may be not as obvious as interventions such as pharmaceutical agents, but any downsides or things you tell your, your clients, your patients about? Yeah. So, I mean, there aren't really any general side effects or contraindications, but I do generally tell my patients um, this before starting any class, just listen to your body. You know, if certain positions are causing you pain or you feel that you're straining yourself, it's okay to stop and just focus on your breathing. You know, it's not about keeping up with the class or being the most athletic. It's really about grounding your body and mind. Um, there's no competition. So it's really, you know, just you listening to your body. I think that's great, Preeti. Um, thank you so much. I I know this is not uh, your typical GI topic, but I think it was one thing that I was curious about. And something like you mentioned, I think it's going to become part of the mainstream gut health practice. So Preeti, I appreciate your time today. Uh, I hope to have you back on future episodes and um, have a good night. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.